0: Welcome to the Authentic Church Podcast with Jeff and Fawn Peterson in Orange County, California, where our mission is simply to love God, love people, and live authentic. For more information on Authentic Church, visit us online at AuthenticOC.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks for listening. We are jumping into a brand new series that we're titling Warriors Arise. Warriors arise. It's a new season and it definitely feels like an Isaiah forty-three nineteen moment in history where God is doing a new thing and he's doing an out thing. And right now it is September of 2020 and it is election season here in the United States, which is synonym for six degrees of crazy. Uh, for the record, uh, my name is Jeff Peterson, and I approve of this message. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, I'm sharing this today, and I really feel, uh, as pastor of Authentic Church, I really feel this is a word from God for our church, and I really feel that this is a critical hour for us as Christians. You know, we can't live on milk toast Christianity, feel-good sermons, cool light shows, and a few Bible quotes here and there. We uh, we need the Word of God, and we need the Spirit of God. These are unprecedented times that we're living in with seemingly impossible. Possible mountains to overcome in society. Our nation is divided. Lawlessness is being celebrated. Violence is being tolerated. Sin is abounding. The economy decimated and our churches are empty and closed. But spite, you're like, great. Thanks, Jeff. Feel, feels really good listening to you right now. Uh, but you know, I do have good news for you today. The warriors are rising up. The army of God is assembling and we're seeing that start to happen. And it's awesome to see. You know, Psalms 118.24 says this, it says, "'This is the day the Lord has made. "'We will rejoice and be glad in it. "'Today, this hour, your day, my day.'" Uh, this is a day where people go from bondage to freedom. This is a day when people are going from hurting to healing. This is a day where people are going from desperation to hope. Uh, people are going from blindness to vision. Uh, this is a day that we will rejoice and be glad. Rejoicing leads to gladness. As followers of Jesus, there's no reason for us to complain. There's no reason to be grumpy. Trusting in God doesn't mean you know believing that we are going to get everything we want, but rather believing that he will do everything that he knows is good. I remember my wife and I years ago had the opportunity to travel to Africa and, and serve in an orphanage there with incredible ministry with some uh, very close friends of ours, Tony and Joanne Ramos. And I remember we'd wake up where our our uh, our villa was, where we were staying in, uh, with an armed guard. The guard was armed with a machine gun, 24/7, sitting sleeping outside of your door, which was a little concerning. But next to us there was the orphanage, and the orphans would wake up in the morning and they would sing. And one of the things that they would say is they would, somebody yell out, God is good. And the other group would yell back all the time. And then they'd let yell back all the time. And then the other group would follow up. God is good. And they would say, because it is his nature in their cool African accent. You know, the devil doesn't want you to celebrate. He wants you to blame all your problems on the only person who can solve them all. And that is Jesus. Uh, But this day This day, today, right now, as you're listening to this, choose to rejoice. No matter what's going on with the stock market, no matter what's going on with family, children, marriage, job, etc., we can choose to rejoice. You know, rejoicing, praise, worship, those are keys that unlock the presence of God in our lives. And that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today with warriors arising. The warriors of God are arising, but you'll, there's four keys to that, that every warrior needs to have, every, every man, woman of God needs to have. And those four areas we're going to outline over the course of the next four episodes. But the first one is eyes to see, and then next week we'll talk about ears to hear, and then a mind that understands, and then lastly, a heart to believe. God, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, a mind that understands, and a heart to believe. That's what I pray over uh, myself, over Fawn and I, and over our children every day. And that's what I pray at the beginning of every message with Authentic Church. And so we're praying and asking, God, give us eyes to see. Give us eyes to see, you know, but in the Bible in Judges chapter six is the infamous story where Gideon becomes Israel's judge. And it says this in verse one, it says, the Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. And the Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves up in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. And whenever the Israelites planted their crops, these marauders from Midian and Amalek and the people of the east, they'd come and attack Israel. So they'd, you know, they'd be camping in the land, and they would destroy the crops as far away as Gaza. And they left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheeps, the goats, the cattle, the donkeys, etc. And these enemy hordes, they would come in with their livestock in the tents, and it says in the Bible in verse 5 that they were as thick as locusts. They arrived in droves of camels, too numerous to count, and they would stay until the land would be completely stripped bare. And so the Israelites were reduced to starvation by by the Midianites. And the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. And in verse 7, it says, When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. And he said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians, from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies, and I gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the God of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. You know, the Israelites, many times you look back and they're like a bunch of three-year-olds and God does all these amazing things for them. And then they turn and they just totally walk away from God. I remember one time I was complaining about, about the Israelites in prayer and I'm like, God, this is so Uh, just unbelievable and inexplainable that you did all these things for them, yet they still walked away from you. And then the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, Jeff, I've done the same for you, and you've been just like the Israelites. (laughs) In verse 7, it says this, Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. By the way, you do not thresh wheat at the bottom of a wine press. You press grapes at the bottom of a wine press to be able to get wine. But what was Gideon doing? He's hiding out. In verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. What a paradox. So here's, here's Gideon, and he's tucked down, hiding out in the bottom of the wine press. And the angel of the Lord comes and tells him, You're a mighty hero. The Lord is with you. And then in verse 13, it says, uh, Gideon replies, he says, Sir, if the Lord's with us, then why has all this happened? And there's all these miracles that our ancestors told us about. Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. So here he's complaining. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength that you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. And the word of the Lord to us today as a church, to Authentic Church, and to you that are listening, is that God is sending you. He is sending you, and He is strengthening you, and He's going to give you spiritual eyes to see what He sees. You know, 2 Chronicles 16.9 is one of my favorite scriptures, and it says, "...the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth." to strengthen those whose hearts are fully his. I'll say that again, 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully his. He's looking to strengthen you. He's, he, wants, he wants to lift you up. He wants to give you strength. He wants to encourage you. He wants to fill you with hope. So here's Gideon. He's hiding out. And what does the Lord say? He says, mighty man of God. You know, no matter where you're at, maybe you're in hiding right now. Maybe you're in a place where you feel a little bit less than. I'm just telling you, right now, God wants to strengthen your heart. Even as you're listening to this right at this moment, God wants to restore your joy. He wants to open your eyes today. He wants to give you fresh vision today. He wants to give you His perspective today. You know, you see things a lot differently when you're seated in heavenly places. I remember years ago, my wife and I had the opportunity to go to Hawaii, and we took the road to Hana, and if you've never been to Hawaii I'm telling you, it's a. I, I I really believe it's it's heaven on earth. It is a slice of paradise, but the road to Hana is not necessarily. There's there's beautiful things to see. Don't get me wrong, but the road to Hana is long, and it's rated. I think it's it's number five on the list of the most deadly highways in the world. Not America, not Hawaii, but in the world. So you take this road to Hana, and it's only like 60 or 70 miles, but it will take you literally all day. And so we, we take this family vacation. We go there, uh, Fawn and I are dating at the time. My family was taking the vacation and my parents invite Fawn to join us. And so we go there and there's some cool stops along the way. And, and we, we, you're, you're in this van and you're stopping off, you're checking out waterfalls and beautiful scenes, etc. And then, then we had this beautiful lunch at the top and then it's kind of like, okay, what do we do now? And if you would have had to drive back down, I mean, literally it would take you 12 hours just to go 60, 70 miles. But my parents had surprised us in waiting at the top just after we got done having lunch was a helicopter. Now, that was a completely different perspective and a completely different way uh, to see the area. You know, it changes your perspective. When we get into the presence of God, we get heaven's perspectives to earth's problems. And so Gideon has this moment with God in Judges chapter 6, and his, his perspective shifts. You know, when you get into the Word of God, and when you hear the Word of God, when you read the Logos and receive the Rhema, it'll change your perspective. And once Gideon got his eyes off of his own situation, then he could see God for who he was. And God speaks to him. And you know the story. He basically, he says, you know, rally the people. So Gideon goes and rallies, and he's able to get 32,000 men. So he gets 32,000 men that are going to join him in this fight to, to, to you know, fight, fight against the attackers and, and live in freedom. And then God says, nah, that's too many. And so he says, tell him anybody that wants to go can go. So Gideon makes the announcement and immediately his uh, army of mighty warriors goes from 32,000 to 10,000, 22,000 men say, all right, we can go. We don't have to serve with you. Peace. I'm out of here. I'll just go back to living as I was going to live. So Gideon's like, great. So now he's got 10,000 men. Lord says, ah, no, that's still too many. And so the Lord says to him, I want you to go down to this brook, go down the stream, go down to the river. And when you get down to the river, you're going to watch these guys. And there's going to be some that are going to lap like dogs and then and there's going to be some that cup the water up to their mouths. And he says, the ones that cup their water up to their mouths, the ones that keep their eyes up, those are going to be your warriors. Those are going to be the men that, that are going to walk with you in this victory. Because the ones that just jumped and dove with their heads into the water, they weren't keeping their eyes up. They weren't. They weren't. Continue to look, but the 300, the 300 that kept their eyes up, and then they would draw the water. They would cup the water in their hand, and they'd lift the water into their mouths, so they could keep their eyes up and they could be alert. Those are the ones that the Lord is using. And I'm telling you today, those are the ones that the Lord is using. Those that keep their eyes up, focused on the things of God. Those are the ones who are not getting. They're. 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 They're not receiving the uh, the, the the media. They're not. They're not receiving the bad reports that are out there. They're not being swayed by their emotions. They're keeping their eyes focused on the Lord. Those are the ones that God is going to be using. And I believe those are the ones that God is raising up for such a time as this. So then God gives Gideon this this strategy, says divide the 300 into three groups. And so Gideon does so, and he divides them up into three different groups in Judges seven seventeen It says this, then Gideon said to them, he said, keep your eyes on me. When I come to the edge of the camp, just do as I do. So here's Gideon and all of his guys, and, and the instructions were this that they were going to take a clay jar with a torch in it, and that would be in their left hand. And then their right hand, they would has, have this ram's horn. Okay. So it doesn't say anything about them being armed. Okay. But so this is a way unconventional strategy. So they got a clay, clay jar with a torch in their left hand, and they got a ram's horn in their right hand. And you know, it's unconventional strategies that often win the wars. And there's a lot of unconventional strategies, I'm telling you, as a church planter that God is downloading to Fawn and I and to other people that are pastors and leaders in the body of Christ. There's unconventional strategies, and those unconventional strategies is what's going to carry us to this next season of what God is doing. And Jesus is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing in this world, and he's doing a new thing in your life. And this is your time to rise up. He's telling us today, keep your eyes on me and do as I do. So just to catch you up at how the story ends, basically Gideon sets up shop around the camp. And then on his signal, they all blow their their horns. So the, the trumpet sound, 300 of them, and they say, a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. And what happens is the the army, the Midianite army, they freak out. They start turning on each other. They don't know who friend or foe is, and they start killing each other, and then they just take off and, and flee. And then Gideon chases them down, and the people of God, in this unconventional method, this unconventional strategy, see incredible, incredible victory. You know, John chapter 4, verse 35 records this conversation Jesus is having with uh, his disciples. And he tells them, he says, Open your eyes, lift your eyes. Look at the fields. They're ripe for harvest. And he says this just on the heels of spending time with the Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman, as you know, and she's going to the well. She's grabbing water. Jesus has a conversation with her, tells her things about herself that nobody knew, and she's blown away, has has this experience with him, realizes that he is the Christ. And he tells her, he says, you know, everybody who drinks this water here at the well, they're going to be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them, they're never going to thirst Indeed the water I give them is gonna become a spring of water that's that's welling up to eternal life. And so the woman is blown away by him. And Jesus Jesus tells you, he says, believe me, a time is coming and when you Samaritans, you people that are not part of the Jewish lineage, people that didn't have that relationship prior, you're going to worship the Father, not on this mountain or even in Jerusalem. You Samaritans, you, right now you worship what you do not know, and we worship what we do know, for salvation is coming from the Jews. And the, he said the time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father and the Spirit in truth. For those are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. And you know, with Warriors Arising, we're praying, God, give us eyes to see. But it really begins with fixing our gaze on Jesus. And that's worship. That starts in worship. That starts in our home. That starts when we wake up in the morning. That starts when we're having our first cup of coffee today. Are we quick to jump on our phones? Or are we quick to jump into the presence of God? And Jesus is asking us. He's saying, lift your eyes. The field is ripe for the harvest. You know, you can't have spiritual eyes unless you've been born again. And you really need to dedicate your life to Christ to have that experience. And dedicating your life to Christ isn't just praying a prayer on a Sunday morning. I'm sorry. I know a lot of churches do that. I think that's great. I think that's a great step in that. But that is not what Jesus paid his life for, for you to pray a simple prayer. It's a change of lifestyle. It is repentance. That was the message that he spoke Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. That's a message that Peter, one of the first disciples, spoke. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is here. And the next thing that you would automatically do is be baptized. And so, I want to encourage you, if you're if if you're if you've not been water baptized, I mean completely water baptized, where you like go into the ocean or go into a, a, a pool or a, a, a tub of water, whatever it is. If you have not been completely baptized in water. I want to encourage you to take that step, even right now as I'm speaking on this podcast, if if you have not been water baptized since you truly gave your life to Christ. You know, I was raised, born and raised Catholic, and God bless my parents, they they baptized me when I was a kid, but it wasn't really baptism. I mean, really, baptism was in a response uh, to a repentant heart from sin, where you're turning away from sin. As a baby, I didn't have any sin. I didn't know what sin was. So while, while they were doing something really nice and sweet and cute, really what it was is more of a baby dedication. So I'm all for that. We dedicate babies at Authentic Church. I think that's awesome and that's great. But baptism is a holy moment and it's reserved for somebody that's making a step where they're making a public declaration in their life that is no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And if you've not done that since you gave your life to Christ, I'm telling you, you need to do it. You need to do it. And you're part of. if you're part of Authentic Church, you live in Orange County, Southern California, we'd be honored to be a church that would walk through that with you. And so I'm gonna pray for you right now. I'm gonna pray that God is gonna uh, just instill you with times of refreshing that that's gonna come. And I'm gonna pray that you have spiritual eyes. So Lord God, I pray that whoever's listening to the sound of my voice right now, God, that you would open their eyes. God, that you give them spiritual eyes. God, I thank you that you love them, that you care for them, that you have a plan for their life. You have a destiny, a hope, and a future. I pray that you would open their spirit spiritual eyes to see things that they never saw before. And God, if those that are listening need to be born again and have a relationship with you, I pray, Lord Jesus, that they would call out to you. And if that's you right now, as you're listening to this, to just say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I, I, I turn to you. I pray that you'd wash me clean, make me new, forgive me of any sin in my life. And I pray that I'd be right relationship with you. In Jesus' name. And if you just prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you, like I said just a moment ago, you need to be water baptized. If you're not part of a church, you can find a good church in your area. If you're in our area, we'd be so honored to, to meet you and to walk with this, uh, this part of your journey out. Uh, we love you. God bless. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't already done so, you can subscribe and stay up to date on all things authentic. But wherever you are, at, I pray that you'd find a church where you would truly love God love people and live authentic. God bless.